Hello. Well, hello, Frank, and welcome to well, the very first episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. That's you starting it off. How cool is that? Great. It's great to be here. It's very nice to have you. So um, I think we both wanted to take some time and, uh, you know, kind of discuss um, what this is all going to be about. So I figured uh, I've spoken enough. Why don't you take the reins? Well, you know, we've been talking for a few years here about starting up some sort of podcast where we can talk about all the things we love, be it movies, TV, uh, music, just pop culture in general. Um, And we finally pulled the trigger and here we are. You know, I I think, you know, you and I have both been passionate about this stuff for a really long time and we talk about it constantly. So it's like, well, if we're talking about it all the time, maybe someone else would like to listen to us talk about it. Well, I'm, I'm in, I'm right there with you, Frank. I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking. That's uh, right along with where we're going to go with this. So hello. Welcome everybody. Friends, new people, uh, Shana, Megan, Frank, again, Uh, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) And, you know, speaking of the name, you know, long lost heroes podcasts, is a direct callback to the band that we had in high school. Where sure, sure. We were the Long Lost Heroes, and they're still out there somewhere. We'll find them, and hopefully this, this brings us all back together, which is... Yeah, sure. Cool. I think it's, you know what, I, I always loved the name. I thought it was a really cool name kind of from the get-go. And yep. uh, now, looking back on it, I kind of miss it. Like, I don't think there was really there's really any other better way to go through high school like then to be in a band and especially to do it the way that we did it it was pretty fun um and he, you know it was it was great but not to reminisce on old times i want to get not- right down to the new stuff <laughs> today is january 25th 2017 it is wednesday technically the third day of donald trump's presidency if you uh-huh. are listening to this from the post apocalypse i don't know how your ipod is working anyway um <laughs> Brand new, coming out that I don't know anything about that I want to kind of kick everything off with is the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it was just announced, I believe, last week, and uh, since then we have, you know, really been, you know, you know I'm lost. I, I don't know yeah. what it is. I had a Nintendo Wii, loved it, but at the same time, I haven't had anything since then. So, yeah, Frank, yeah. can you fill me in on the Nintendo so- Switch? So, yeah, like you said, the Nintendo Wii was kind of Nintendo's last big, great success. Launched sure. in 2006 and had a pretty decent lifespan. And the next console after that, the Wii U, came out in 2012. And at the beginning, everyone was like, we don't really understand the difference here. Why do we need a new console or is it just this tablet thing? How much, can I ask you, how much was this product? Because I remember seeing this guy. Uh, they they had two different models. the 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 main one, the one I got, was the it was three fifty, um, but so it had a wait. pack-in game. Okay, yeah. so you spent three hundred and fifty bucks on essentially uh-huh. a gaming tablet, right? Yeah, I mean it 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 did more than that. It had uh, you, you can't just play the tablet, unfortunately. Like you're you're pretty constricted to your living room, uh-huh. um, and then. I mean, all the other controllers from the Wii era was able to be used there. It had a really great library of games. You know, I think people are going to look back on it as a uh, one of those consoles that 
not a lot of people played at the time, but you know, if you got a chance to play it, you'll remember those games fondly, like I do. And I had a great time with the console, but unfortunately, this is one of the shortest gaming console lifespans in history. And it, it's, it just goes to show you that Nintendo was like, okay, well, I think we missed the mark here, and we, we need to really rethink how we're going to get back into the market. Okay. And they started talking about this project codename NX uh, back in like 2014 or so. So that's only two years after the Wii U came out. Um, and so here we are now. In, in October, they, they revealed that NX equals Nintendo Switch. It's the next gaming console, which is uh, kind of a hybrid between the, the home console and a portable console like Nintendo is known for since back in the 80s. They've had the Game, Game Boy, Boy, GBA, and then Nintendo DS, 3DS. And uh, this Nintendo Switch is really branded as a device that you can play at home or on the go. So they, you know, they teased us okay. in October okay. and they said... We're going to have more information for you in January 2017. And that's what we got back, uh, I think, the 12th or so. so. Okay, so two weeks ago, really. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. So two weeks ago, they, they announced the Switch. I have seen on all my YouTube channels, all these guys have been talking about it. It seems like everybody has complaints and problems with it. I watched Casey Neistat's video on it. Mm -hmm. I personally have Xbox One. I find it to be, you know, confusing at best, like... It's really a great system, but it, I feel like it, it is expensive to have. It's expensive to be online. It's online at the Xbox uh, Live subscription. It's crazy to, you know, I really only play like maybe like three games, three or four games. I don't really have any right. desire to play new ones. Why would like, you know, the kind of gamer who is so like, you know, out of it, like want to like get a switch or like what's like what's like the real like it factor for this system so yeah i mean i think they're they're really trying to hit multiple different markets here at the outset they are not really targeting the the kids like they used to um you know at least at first and so you know, these so these of, games aren't like kid friendly they're like well, they're, they're like shoot 'em up games now well not not necessarily i i think the, in the messaging and in the marketing of it, in the video, it's they're showing adults. They're showing twenty-somethings, you know, young people that uh, go out and, and see their friends. They're not showing like the family with the dog, you know, hanging out with grandma playing Wii bowling. It, it's it's totally different. Um, but they still have their core Nintendo franchises. I mean, that's the key thing here. They they announced in January that it goes on sale. March 3rd, and along with that, on March 3rd, we're getting the brand new Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. This is a game that they've been teasing for a couple of years now, and it is a massive open-world game, and it looks absolutely gorgeous. And that is one of the things that people are going to come back to the Nintendo console for, because they've been wanting it for so long, and they've been saying, oh man, I really wish Nintendo would just do a really great Zelda with really great graphics. And this is what we're getting. And so day one, and I mean, that's why I pre-ordered it. I said, okay, you know, I've been waiting for a game like this, and here we go. And obviously, I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I've had the Wii U. I have a 3DS. They didn't really have to do that much to sell it to me. But the, the people that grew up with Nintendo systems, played Super NES and N64, that missed those games, that's 
the, the key factor here. And they also announced a brand new Mario game that comes out at the holiday. So you're going to spend a couple of months playing Zelda, have a couple things here and there in between. They're porting some other games from the Wii U that some people might have missed. The absolutely gorgeous Mario Kart 8. Uh, it was one of the best games that I've played on this system on the Wii U. So it, there are definitely things that will bridge the gap between now and the holiday. And I think, especially because it's a new system and it's launching at sort of an awkward time, uh, I think by the holiday, people will be talking about it enough and will say, okay, well, maybe maybe they'll have bundles. Maybe they'll have dropped the price or something to, so, to get okay. the families so, in. You know? I, get, I get it. So they're trying to figure out, we're all trying to figure out what's going to happen now. Now, yeah. like my thinking conventionally is I don't like to buy anything on the first round because I find that those generation products sometimes come out with bugs that need to be recalled and then like the second and third generation you know may not have these problems so my question to you is like do you think like what are you like uh the most excited about like for this like the mobile usability of it or just like the new gaming's gaming possibilities um yeah i mean it's a combination um for a while on my commutes to work i would take my 3ds and i would sit there on the train and I would play games and it would be great. But, you know, it was somewhat limiting because... So if you're playing your 3DS, do you, are you <laughs> listening to music on the 3DS or are you listening to your music on your iPhone or iPod or something? I mean, it depends. It depends on the game I'm playing. Uh, you See, know, that, would was... matter, that would matter to me. All right, continue on. Yeah. Riding I mean, the I... train, playing the games. Well, at least on the 3DS, you could also load some music on there too if you wanted to listen to your own stuff. Um, but... It depends. Like some games, you want to hear the music. Some games, you're like, eh, it's it's the same thing over and over again. I can listen to something else. But uh, you know, so I would love to take it on the go with me like that. Just the the ability to. I mean, here's one thing. I always when I'm going home to see family and stuff like that, I always pack up my my video game system because I know I'm going to be going for like a week or so. And this will be just so much simpler. And you just take it. it this the system itself is smaller. It's got a, a really nice dock that connects to the TV and it through an HDMI port. And so you can buy multiple docks. So I could just see different families being able to buy one and then you just slot it in on whichever TV you want. It and you know, you're not restricted to be in a certain area of your house. You can play on the couch while someone else is watching TV, but you're not playing a low resolution uh, you know, game that doesn't look as great as say the Zelda of, of this new system. So there are, there are a lot of things I'm excited about. There are a few things I am definitely skeptical about. You know, I, they, it, at this point, they haven't really shared with us um, some of the details of, of the unit itself. And they mentioned the storage capacity, but uh, it's How kind of... How much is that? So, well, that's the thing. So the internal memory is uh, 32 gigabytes, which is not a lot for video games. Um, but it has the ability to... Um, put in an SD card, and right now on the market, we've only got up to 256 gigabytes, which is good, uh, and it's always going to continue to grow. And you know, if you down the line when they create terabyte uh, SD cards, it'll work in there. But until then, I can only imagine people having multiple SD cards that they have to flip through. Um, the other thing, this this uh, console uses cartridges. They it's not uh, discs like the Wii U or the Wii. Um, so you're, you're talking, you've got these little, little cartridges that can easily get lost. And if 
an SD card. That could be a problem. Uh, that could, it be, could a problem. be a problem. Sure, yeah. And so, I mean, the thing that I really want this this thing to be, which they haven't told us yet, is the ultimate Nintendo box. Basically, the one of the perks of the Wii and the Wii U has been they port all of their old games or most of their old games to the system. Uh, so you can play, you know, the classic Super Mario Brothers and you can play uh, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time and all, all the, the greats that I remember playing growing up. Um, but they haven't said that if any of your past purchases will carry over. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've bought some of these games. And, uh, you know, if it means that this time around it's going to all be there because I own it already, not only am I getting Zelda at launch, I'm getting my entire library of games from the past 20-something years. That's crazy. So so we'll see. We haven't heard. They said they're going to talk more about it in the next couple of weeks. But I am cautiously optimistic. Like I said, I already pre-ordered it. I know I'm getting Zelda day one, and that weekend I'm going to be busy just sitting on the couch playing. And maybe I'll go for a walk and I'll play it somewhere else because I certainly have the ability to. <laughs> sure. Sure. So That's cool. So yeah. with all that in mind, like, uh, is there anything, um, like a final thought, wrap up, like you're going to, like, like, what's the first game you've got coming? You got the Zelda game. Like, what's coming? What's coming the first with it? Well, so you know, that's the the other difference. Where with the Wii, it it launched with Wii Sports, and that was the big system seller. It was basically sure. like, this is what the system does. This is how you use these mm-hmm. weird little controllers with motion. Even the Wii U had a game that came with it that kind of. Uh, describe to you why you needed a tablet and in in addition to the screen on the obviously on your tv and so those two games like they they were able to tell you the story now the problem with the nintendo switch they do have a game and this is called one two switch and i'm i'm excited about it it looks fun um but it's not packed in so they're asking everyone else to drop another 50 bucks on a game that really is the thing that should be convincing people why they need these controllers. Because, and I don't know if you've seen it, but you know, basically the system itself is, is a tablet, but it also has these slide-on uh, mini controllers called Joy-Con. Mm-hmm. And you, you're able to take each one out, and people can use one. And so that's the concept of this 1-2-Switch game. Each person has one, and you have things where it's like... Uh, a duel and you whoever draws first and shoots first wins and you have other things like uh ping pong and 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 things where you're using one hand that and it feels very comfortable but it's not coming with the system so you know there's just some sort of gap there and i understand that they wanted to keep the price down and they wanted to make sure that everyone was able to get the system at launch but if you're not communicating to the public what it can do and Mm -hmm. then there's a problem so you know I'm intrigued by the game, but am I going to really go and drop 50 bucks? I don't know, because I'll probably be busy playing Zelda. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's sort of the the downside there. Um, But we'll see. I'm hoping for a couple of surprises that they'll, you know, every every June is E3, the uh, Electronic Gaming Expo. And there's always a a press conference for every major... uh, console and developer and so i'm hoping that they have some surprises that's like hey guess what next month this new new game is coming out that we didn't tell you about and 
you know, will carry you over through the summer and into the holiday. So we'll see. Like I said, cautiously optimistic. I have it. <laughs> it's already paid for, and I'm excited, but I can right. see why people would be skeptical. Okay. So, um, you know, with all that, are they going to have a Star Wars game? You know, that is, you know, <laughs> the other big thing. I, I really hope so, because... Because they don't have Battlefront. You don't. You can't play Battlefront on the I Wii can't. U. And it, it's really depressing sometimes, and I, you know, would watch videos and Battlefront is is Battlefront is is an amazing game, dude. You know, they they'd be smart too. I mean, they are working with EA, the the developer for that game, and uh, I think EA may be a little hesitant at first. They want to see how the console performs, and once right. they because I mean. There's a new Star Wars coming out this December, and that game will probably launch in November, right up until uh, you know the new movie. And so they'd be smart to get that game on here, and you know have a whole new audience of people to be playing it. Uh, but we'll see. I I really hope so because I miss playing Star Wars games, uh, and I'm you know I'm sure there are other people that have had Nintendo that do too. So, but speaking of Star Wars, I mean we've got big news right? yeah yeah i mean so star so yesterday which was the 24th mm-hmm. january 24th star wars ep- episode 8 the last jedi and a uh, new logo similar font to uh the force awakens yeah but this time the star wars uh iconic logo sim- symbol words are red and this is very yeah. reminiscent of uh, Return and re- and before that, Revenge of the Jedi. And, in addition, Revenge of the Sith. And Ag- so, agreed. So, with all this in mind, like, uh, I, first of all, I think it's a good title. I think it's interesting. Somebody pointed out that uh, it makes a sentence. Yeah. So, the Force <laughs> awakens the Jedi, the last yeah. Jedi. Yeah, um, and it's like I saw a lot of people coming up with really funny what the third movie will be like. The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi with a kiss, or yeah, something. something like that. But it it could be it could be a sentence or it could just be a coincidence. But um, I, mean, I agree. I, I mean, what time. are you? I mean, could you really have a Star Wars title beginning with a with a verb? I guess you can. Attack of the Clones. That's true. Well, I mean, traditionally, the, the second movie of each trilogy has been a verb. Attack of the Clones, I mean, I guess Strikes Back, Empire Strikes Back. So there's a little bit more action in that, that middle movie. But I think they are trying to break their mold a little bit. You know, I, I think one of the major complaints about Force Awakens, not that there were many, was that it was a lot like A New Hope. Um, so I think they want to show that it is going to be totally different Totally different. So, you know, I think that this movie is going to be really fun and really exciting, and I cannot wait to see what happens. I love Ryan Johnson. I love Looper. Um, I love that movie, What Brick, he also did. That was great. Um, Like, he's he's awesome, and it's so cool that he's going to do the next one. It was very nice that uh, JJ gave him such a you know, kind of an awesome send-off when he was like, yo, I, it's written so good, I wish I was directing it. Yeah, And, yeah. Uh, you know, you have Luke Skywalker returning as what is, you know, in, ter- in turn, you know, he is the last Jedi. Yeah. 
Right, and you know, I, the thing with this title is it has multiple meanings, or it can be read as multiple meanings, and it can mean different people. It can also uh, mean multiple people, because right. Jedi is also plural of Jedi. So exactly. you don't call them Jedis, you call them, here come the Jedi. So exactly. it could be the last Jedi, meaning Luke and Rey, but also, and like to a larger point on this, okay, Anakin you know, identifies, you know, you know, the, that the inside of the Jedi is also corrupt, as mm. with, you know, the Sith. The Sith are also corrupt, the Jedi are corrupt, they're both corrupt, right. but the Sith can really help him at this point in his life, you know, and he, you know, he goes off and he does dark side stuff. Then, in, uh, you know, the original trilogy, Luke, you know, he's trained by Obi-Wan and Yoda, but... Obi-Wan and Yoda don't necessarily have the most traditional views of the Force. They don't really necessarily always adhere to the Jedi laws. You know, whether or not Obi-Wan will have been Rey's father will determine, you know, Obi-Wan's, you know, you know that could be some shit. But otherwise, yeah. like, you know, neither of those two Jedi, when they're training Luke, are really, you know, the most strict Jedi uh, code adherent people or the or yeah. two people that are in their prime of being a Jedi. Exactly. And, you know, it, it goes even w way back to Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon was not your traditional Jedi. He was breaking the rules constantly. All, all the time, right. So He brought in Anakin, and everyone thought that was a bad idea. So. Right, exactly. So with all these different, um, you know, with all those different Jedis, like now in this stage of what is new, the, now the new Star Wars universe mm -hmm. is where you have... Uh, this whole new idea of what the Force is going to be in the galaxy. Like, the Jedi didn't really, you know, they tried really hard. They had, you know, uh, thousands of years of, yeah. of uh, you know, rule. But yeah. at the same time, you know, they their corruption and inability to, like, adhere to what's really going on, like, folk, like lost them their power right. and ultimately allowed... Anakin to rule as the Sith Lord of you know with uh, Palpatine. Right now, we we see what happens after that. Like what what comes next? Like is there some in between? Like is that going to be explored? Is I, if if Luke is in, in true is truly Rey's father, why would he fucking stray from you know again like his father before him? from the tradition of celibacy as a Jedi. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you just said a lot of really great points. And just going back to the, the one thing, I think there's this idea of bringing balance to the Force. And, you know, that the Jedi are on the extreme light side and the Sith are on the extreme dark. And I, I think that there is somewhere in the middle that, you know, that this could be leading to. It, it could mean that this is the last Jedi because the next thing people won't identify as Jedi. Like, similar to oh. how the Empire don't identify as the Empire, now they are the First Order, you know? Well, I, well, I was saying, like, really, it, Luke is the last Jedi because he is the last person to be trained by anybody who lived inside the original right. Jedi establishment. You, right. you know, like, Luke's Jedi teachings that he was teaching after um, the fall of the Empire, right... Like he, whatever he's teaching 
is, you know, it's like the New Testament. It's like apocryphal, you know, like what the fuck, you know, like what the, he can say whatever he wants, you know, he really can, he can, he can rewrite the book, he can rewrite the book, like he can say different things like that. I'm so excited, hopefully for that to be explored. I'm excited to maybe learn a little bit more about what the Knights of Ren are up to. What's, what's their right. whole deal. Well, I don't think we're going to learn too much about Snoke, to be totally honest. I think this no. is going to focus more on Luke Skywalker. And, like, and I think it should. You know, last movie, we had a lot of Han. We had a little bit of Leia, but we had virtually no Luke. And, uh, you know, I think they've said that they're picking up right where they left off. And, you know, I don't think Ray's just going to be like, here's your lightsaber, bye. And I don't think Luke's going to be like, uh, I'm not going with you. I think they're going to have some sort of connection, and he's going to see that, the, the galaxy needs him and needs his uh, his influence. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, you brought up a good point, though, with the Knights of Ren, because we could be talking about Ben Solo. We could be talking about Kylo Ren as the last Jedi. Maybe there he has a turn to the light because he has been struggling to suppress the light in him, which is present and, you know, really be on the dark side. But we might see a turn at the end of this, and he might become the last Jedi. Um, I, I, I don't think they're going to have a complete swap and have him become light and Ray become dark. I think that would break way too many people's hearts. But <laughs> it, it's certainly possible. You know, you've got the red in the logo, and that could be an indicator why we're talking about Ben. Um, and like you said, it, it could be just talking about Ray and Luke. Uh, and, you know, the last Jedi doesn't mean that it won't continue on from there. Um, we might have a new Jedi Order by the end of the ninth movie, but it, it, it could be that in order to get there, we're, we need to find these last Jedi because in the opening crawl of Force Awakens, says Luke Skywalker is the last of the Jedi. So it's, it's so a given. Like, here's, like, here's like some new shit that like I want to um, just like throw out there, and I know it's a little bit crazy. Okay. Like so, they just made all the Knights of the Old Republic stuff canon with inside of the Star Wars universe under the proviso that it's really beginning to come around through Rebels. I don't watch Rebels, but I see the headlines, and when this kind of stuff comes out, like it's 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 very curious to me because of the implications that show has within the rest of the canon of the Star Wars universe at this point. So. Yeah. You know, do you think that the Knights of Ren are going to come around, you know, somewhere through that? Or, we, or are we going to be dealing with kind of a new entity? Like, uh, like there's, so many, there's so many questions. That's why right. I like these new movies. I think that they, I, they leave you yeah. wanting so much. They have they you thinking too. so much. It, you know, and it's really an amazing feat that they, they had Episode 7 and they virtually didn't say anything about what happened in the last 30 years between six and seven. Um, so there is so much time to explore and that, you know, maybe one day they'll have a show that has, you know, explores that, or they'll have another spinoff movie that explores that or books or comics. Cause you know, I, you brought up rebels. I do watch the show. I love it. I think it's great, but I also watch the clone wars and I love that. And so I, I've learned to appreciate the differences between uh, those stories in the movies, um, you know, obviously on Rebels there are Jedi, but we don't know what happens to them. We still don't know, and they 
I, I don't think we'll I think find they out. All get, I think they all get murdered. Like, the, the, every, I, all the Jedi die, and if Darth Vader has already been in that show once, like, he'll kill them later on. They just have to figure out how to do it slowly over time for the kiddies. Right, I agree. I, I, either that or they become disillusioned and they, they don't practice anymore uh, or, or something like that. Or, or they become injured that they're not fighting or, or they ca- are captured. Who knows what it is? Like, I agree. I don't think they're going to come out of the show as Jedi. Um, otherwise, we would have seen them at some point. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I'm very optimistic. I, I think it's a great title. I think I'm really anxious for a, a trailer Hopefully in the next couple months we'll see something. Oh, yeah. We got we gotta wait, my friend. It's gonna be it's gonna be some time. They they are gonna they are gonna They're, milk this they, out. They'll, I know. They'll I know. show like an image, like maybe in like the second week of February, and the whole internet is gonna lose its mind. And then we'll wait like another month from there till what is March, and then isn't Star Wars celebration in April? Uh, Star Wars Celebration, I think so. Right, so whenever that is, I'm sure we'll have a trailer by then, but I think that maybe they could release it in March. I mean, they just have so many opportunities. They, they, could, they could do Star Wars Celebration, they could do Comic-Con. Uh, well, like, in March, in March you have Beauty and the Beast opening. Yeah. Yep, so like, May, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy... Well, Guardians of the Galaxy, they'll have a second trailer by then. I hope so. Um, oh, absolutely, man. It, they, they only have a year to do it. And this movie, I think, is actually the biggest, the hardest sell. Can you get people to come back for a third Star Wars movie in three years and right. have it can, you know, be anywhere near competitive with how Force Awakens opened you know, in 2015? Because Rogue I, One couldn't, Rogue One couldn't do that. No, it did really well though. <laughs> Rogue One made a lot of money. Rogue One I, did fine. Like, it, I'm sure we're gonna get a ton of new Star Wars spinoff stories yeah. because of it. But at at the same time, having said that, you know that was a first kind of movie on its own. People are familiar with the Death Star. People are familiar with you know uh, Darth Vader, who was all over the marketing for this movie. Yeah. Um, so, no, like, they're going to have, uh, you know, ideas and beliefs, you know, to, you know, kind of be like, oh, shit, like, this is the third movie? Like, what is this? So right. I think that the marketing may actually be heavier. And yeah. then that, that's why, you know, the young Han Solo movie is and then also one of the hardest sells they're going to do, you know, if it gets that far. Like, they're casting it now. But remember, there was supposed to be a Yoda movie, and the Yoda movie fell apart. And, yeah, and there was supposed to be a Boba Fett movie, and that f- fell apart. You so. know, so, like, you have to, like, I think we have to take these spin-off movies kind of with a grain of salt now. Right. I think they're trying to do spin-offs and stuff, and I know that they want to recast, you know, Han now that Harrison Ford uh, in the canonical movies has now exited, you know... I think that's kind of the rule. That's kind of the Wolverine, like that's kind of the Han Solo rule that now Wolverine is now going to do. Yeah. You know, like you let your character die if they recast you or replace you with, you know, an X twenty three or or a younger guy. Like you know, that's okay. But at least yeah. like give my character a kick ass death in the last feature. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? 
that the last Jedi might, I don't know, just throwing up, it might kill Luke. But that doesn't mean he can't come back as a Force ghost. <laughs> I don't so. think that they, I, you know what, I think that, uh, I'm going to say something now that may not have any basis in reality, but I'm going to say it. I don't think that they would kill off Luke Skywalker in this movie for the simple reason that Carrie Fisher has just, um, you know, untimely passed away. Yeah. And now, you know, we were all kind of expecting, you know, her to carry on with the series, you know, uh, and it's really unfortunate and really sad. Uh, And, um, you know, hopefully they can give her, you know, some kind of a gracious you know, send off or something, but you know, at the yeah. same time, it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big vacancy. So yeah. I don't think that, I, I don't think that. they can kill Luke Skywalker in episode eight. I think you may have to wait till episode nine to do that. Yeah. And you know what? They, they might have to do some reshoots or something like that. And we haven't really heard much about that at this point, but I mean, they filmed the movie, she filmed the movie. Um, but that doesn't mean that they won't have to rework it in order to make it work in the next movie. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, I, like I said, I trust them. They, they've done a really good job so far. Disney, that is, um, you know, the prequel. I was in downtown. (laughs) I was in a few weeks ago. I think maybe you've gone too recently, but I was in downtown Disneyland, uh, a few, um, we a few like two weeks ago. Okay. Um. It was crazy, man. Like the amount of Star Wars shit that they have now. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my I, god. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, I I haven't been to Disneyland, but I went to Disney World this past year, 2016, and uh, Hollywood Studios is like completely taken over by Star Wars. They. They have Star Wars Land being built currently, so I know I'm going back in like two years or something like that. Uh, but it's just everywhere, everywhere. They have so I got many. These, I got these really movies. sweet. Um, I will say I got these really sweet postcards that are like uh, you know redone drawings of the cantina scene. Uh-huh. They're like they're totally sweet, man. They're like you know one one is. Like Luke and three PO and R two, you have Obi Wan talking to Chewie. You have, um, you know, Figrin Dan in the band, and you have, you know, the some of the other aliens on this side. You have the Devil Guy, a Jawa, uh, <laughs> Han and Greedo, a Stormtrooper, the bartender. Um, you know, they, they actually don't have um, what's his uh, uh, not. Walrus Man or uh, Doctor Doctor What's His Face? Yeah, <laughs> I just watched Rogue One again for the second time, and I loved it again. I thought it was great, man. It's such now, a fantastic wh- movie. What do you think about their little cameo, though? Oh my god, dude! Like the fact that so they're on Jeddah as it's about to be destroyed. Yeah, and then they are suddenly whisked away to Tatooine. Right, I don't know, but <laughs> but at the same time, it could it would be implied, dear Frankel, that uh, if Tatooine um, was the next planet they went to, right, and where Princess Le- uh, Princess Leia has the plans, they're relatively probably in the same system. 
So that's true. You that's know, very true. It's so not that, it's like going down the block. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be that far to them. So I think maybe uh, what is it? Scarif could be within. You know, is probably an outer rim. You know, place apparently near Tatooine, where yeah. uh, our friend. No, no, no. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. That's Jeddah. Jeddah would have to also be near Tatooine. Right. So I don't. They they're not there. So maybe that's wrong. I don't know. This is why you have to write down your Star Wars theories, Frank. They could just be wrong, <laughs> and that's just and that's just sad and embarrassing. But even it's still, okay. even still, Jeddah. I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably near Tatooine. It's got to be. I mean, I think most of those outer rim systems. It's it's you've got the Empire basically starting to occupy them out there. You know, the Empire is kind so of so. Like, why wouldn't Obi Wan ever go there? Like, do you think Obi Wan did? Well, I don't know. I, I have a lot of ideas of, of what Obi Wan might have done during his time there, and they started to explore it with a couple comics, but nothing See, more than just like getting into misadventures while trying to pre- protect Luke and his, uh, you know, crazy tendencies. But I, I don't know. I, I still like the idea that because it's implied that they know each other in a no, in a New Hope. Yeah. You know, like, they're not... He's not unaware of him. He's not meeting him for the first time. They've known oh, each other. He knows of him. He just doesn't know what he really is. Um, no, he does, not, he does not know that he's a Jedi. And he does not reveal himself to be a Jedi or use the Force in front of right. Luke. Yeah. You know, it, it's really a shame. One of the things I really wanted to do um, when Rogue One came out, uh, I wanted to immediately watch A New Hope. Um, and then I and then I saw Rogue One a second time, and I wanted to do the same thing. I never got around to watching A New Hope, so um, it still may work. It still like, I, I don't think I've seen a, a Star Wars movie since. Well, when did I watch Force Awakens again? I can't remember. But uh, I have stars. It's on stars. That's pretty cool. Nice. So you can I, just like catch it, and you can like you know, you can you can see you can see that. Uh, you can you know how there's like certain movies like you always catch them like at yeah. like an off time like I've never seen like Armageddon like it took me a few years to see the full movie Armageddon because it's always on TV yeah, yeah I kept catching it like right as they're going into the spaceships like after yeah. like the cool training stuff and they've met each other like just like the usually the last hour and a half of that movie right but. Uh, but it's I one don't, that you know you get hooked in and yeah, you end up watching one. the rest of it. It's a good one. I I dig Force Awakens on TV. It's pretty. Yeah. It's it's a pretty fantastic movie. I, but I really also, I was thinking about something because I was listening to Mark Hamill on the Nerdist podcast, and yeah. I agree that fucking why didn't uh, Chewie go into some kind of Wookiee rage when Han was killed in front of him? I mean, and, and like, because we you always hear like of like, don't upset the Wookiee. Like, they clearly upset. Clearly, ups- he was upset. I understand he was upset, that. but he didn't go berserk. No, uh, but you know, it's funny because they also have that deleted scene for where he Force pulls the guy's arm off. Yes, yeah. I know about all car plot and the arm ripping. But yeah. even even still, like that scene, like. Like, I don't that's know. A, I don't, yeah, that's, blood. that's like his entire life, at least for the past 
30 something years. I if I was He's, Luke Skywalker, no, no no, if I was Luke Skywalker, if I was if I was Mark Hamill, I would have spoken up a bit about his uh thought about having Luke come in at that moment. Because even though um they wanted to do the grand reveal, like I would have at least said like what if I come in like this? Like he came in and saved me at the end of, you know, a new hope. This wouldn't mirror that Beautifully, I come in, you know, and try to save him, but he dies. It would totally give his character, you know, motivation. And then he could even sneakily, you know, get away and, like, hide from Ray, right? Right, right. And then, you know, maybe he could have, like, a fun scene of, like, Ray chasing them or, like, I don't know, I guess they're trying to get the map at this point. Either way. Yeah. Like, I, I would have spoken up. I feel he had a tremendous point. And, yeah, uh, I mean, it, I, I can't. I, can you imagine what it must be like for him, where they're like, "We yeah. asked you to come back for this movie," and you know, like he said, he he lost a whole bunch of weight, and he was, uh, you know, really focused, and you know, he grew the beard and everything, and they used him for one freaking scene. But I I would have been pissed. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Uh, right. But you know, it's. I like his his little theory about coming in unexpectedly, but I, I think it would have kind of taken you out of the moment. And, uh, you know, at least at this point, we're not going to get a reunion between him and Han because it, I don't know. I don't really know what that would have been, you know? I well, think. Do you, well, do you think that Luke could learn? Ha- uh, okay. So, like, let me ask. Here's another question. Yeah. So, if. If you're a Jedi ghost, right, and you can, and you are in the nether part of the Force, mm-hmm. and you can apparate anywhere, because you know we see Obi Wan apparate on Hoth, he apparates on Dagobah. Um, like, can you apparate anywhere? Like, could essentially, you know, Obi Wan come back and you know still be teaching Luke? Like, is there a, an uh, an expiration on how long you're able to come back for? Can Yoda come back? I I feel like there's got to be something like that. I would not be surprised if, you know, in Luke's isolation that he was able to contact... Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan or Yoda, because they were his mentors. And uh, you get that, that feeling from uh, the end of Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan starts to train and he makes contact with, with Qui-Gon, or it's implied that he's about to make contact with Qui-Gon. But uh, sure. So, um, uh, speaking of Disney-owned franchises, Marvel comes out Marvel. today, and they say, "Listen up, we're making an announcement tomorrow." Everybody's yes. been oh, speculating. By the time you're listening to this, you will know what they said, but we don't know at this point. <laughs> it's today, or no? I thought it's tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. So. By the time that yeah, by the we, time you hear this, you'll know what they thought. This is just exactly. us going to be speculating. What do you think it is, Frank? So, I'm I'm a little bit torn. I think uh, it's been a while since we've had a major Marvel announcement. Um, we've got a slate of movies through the next two three years. There are a couple of holes in there. They've got some. Uh, holds on uh, some movies in 2020 that have not don't have a title um you know they they could say something like a doctor strange sequel because it 
it did fairly well. It seemed to be positive. Um, what I don't think it's going to be, I don't think we're going to get uh, a, a sequel to really any other property, though, because at this point, I don't think they want to reveal their hand anymore. I don't think they want to say who makes it out of Infinity War. Maybe they they have something else to say about the next uh, Avengers movie, but I don't know if they want to say that until the movie comes out. Um, well, I think that they probably want to... Um, they just started shooting yesterday, I thought, right? Like, they just started shooting very recently. Very recently, yeah. So I don't think that they... Like, they had dailies, you know, from Gal Guardians of the Galaxy that week. You know, if they've been... If they've had anything for maybe more than a week, that's something that could be coming out in a trailer. Mm -hmm. And they could so do that. Because they... Remember they teased Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Wars, you know, t a few years ago. A few years ago, totally. So, you know, they could be following up on something. This is Marvel. They don't like to go to Comic-Con and announce these things anymore. No. Um, but I also don't think it could be that. I think that, to be totally honest, I think it's going to have to do with TV. And I think that they're going to be announcing, you know, the release dates of, you know, and uh, trailers for, you know, Iron Fist and then ultimately the Defenders. I think it's possible. I agree. I think uh, uh, we have Iron Fist coming up almost a month from now, a little over almost two months um, in March. It could be a Defenders thing. It could be the Inhumans show that they recently announced. I don't think that they're going to do... They're, they announced they're doing an Inhumans show? They are. They, what, the way it's working... That's they, stupid. <laughs> so here's, here's what they're doing, though. It's not based on the characters of the current Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. It's the Inhumans royal family with, with Black Bolt and Medusa and Karnak and some of the other characters um, that when originally it was slated as a movie, we assumed that was the, the path they were going to take. So they're releasing the show in IMAX in theaters. I, I guess it's this, is it this September? I believe it's this September. And then it will be a mini series after that on TV. So they might have some casting for that, or they might have some more details about that. I mean, obviously they haven't started shooting that yet. But, Shit, I didn't uh, even know, I didn't even know about that, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, man. It, they it's it's kind of a an interesting statement there, you know, with with IMAX at least, and it'll be kind of like seeing a movie. But I I, I have a I can't imagine that the budget's going to be at you know as high as one of the movies. So. Um, well, maybe if they if they do it as a mini series, they could they could boost the budget and be like, dude, like let's see what we can do here because yeah. they have all the money in the world to play with. Like it's not right. even like it, it, at this point, like these movies should have you know you should get gold tickets when you go to them. Yeah. Um, so I it, I have one other possibility that this could be. Yeah. It's not related to movies or TV, and I don't think it's comics related because. Comics, they have their announcements, and they, uh, I don't think they make it as big of a splash. At the exact same time, or within the same hour at least, when Marvel tweeted this out and said, we have an announcement tomorrow, stay tuned. At this time, uh, the video game developer company Square Enix also said, we have an announcement tomorrow, stay tuned to our channels, blah, blah, blah. Now, Square Enix, if you don't know, they are... A big uh, 
developer that they did all the Final Fantasies. They do uh, a lot of RPGs, but the probably the biggest indicator is the Kingdom Hearts series, which Kingdom Hearts is Disney. So Disney obviously owns Marvel, and they have the Disney characters in there in those games. And I think they could maybe have some sort of either Kingdom Hearts-related uh, game with the Marvel characters or a straight-up, like, Marvel RPG. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of a coincidence that they announced these things at the same time. It could be totally off-base, and it may totally be about movies, but just a theory. Yeah, that would make sense. It would be cool to have a Battlefront-style Avengers game where you yeah. could play as the different guys and like fight in the different battles that took place in the movies that already exist and like yeah. do, and like do that and like they don't even have to do it like uh, it would be it would be fun if they did it as like you know one of those fighting games like injustice i guess mm -hmm. like i would like to get the second version i guess the sequel to that uh on my uh, xbox one i think that would be probably be a really fun game yeah, I yeah I agree. That looks great. Um, um, but they've done Lego games. They've done other things like that. They they don't working. they don't really have an, a really truly amazing Marvel no. video game. Uh, they stopped doing the uh, the movie tie-in games. You know, several years ago. I I don't even know if they had one for Iron Man. But you know, they used to make video games for every single movie that came out. And after a while, they all started to suck. So. In that, not just Marvel, I'm just saying in general with movies, like a lot of the Harry Potters and stuff like that, but I, I think this is the time. You know, They, they announced a, a Spider-Man game like a, a year ago or so. But yeah, but that, that would also this, be Sony. Like. Exactly. I think this is something different. I don't think this is... I mean, there are other theories out there that I don't think is true. I don't think there's any more to the the Fox-Marvel partnership that they're going to reveal. I mean, yeah, they're working together on TV now. That's great. But I don't think there's ever going to be a, like, true buyout or anything like that. I don't think this is going to be something about Fantastic Four. There are people who have said that. I, I, I just... If Marvel got back Fantastic Four, though, like, it would save them, like... It would save them everything. Because... Then they have a future. They could after Infinity War that you reboot with Fantastic Four in yeah. a new way. Like all the fucking. I'm sorry for cursing so much, but all the properties that uh, come out, like that, like all those bad guys, Doctor Doom, you know, Galactus, yeah. Silver Surfer, you know, when you have uh, the Skrulls, like all those kind of cool. I'm sure there's millions of other cool Fantastic Four characters, yeah. but like even like those are what a great new way to relaunch their franchise. I don't think that's yeah. what it would be. I would. I don't understand um, what Fox is really trying to do because you know I, I want to like let's wrap up on this because this is probably the most asinine thing. But I want to I want to discuss <laughs> this because it's it's a fact. So yeah. everyone's complaining about how Deadpool didn't get, uh, you know, nominated for an Oscar. Right. I think, right. of course, he didn't get nominated. But my main problem with this movie, all right, here's why I, I hate this movie in some respects. Oh, wow. The last okay. movie, the last part of this movie, where do they fight on? What, what, what is it? 
It's like an aircraft carrier kind of. But it, if you thing. watch the movie and you pause it and you look and you watch it, it's a helicarrier. Okay. All right. Okay. So my feeling is like if they're going to hint at their own universe within that and then hint at their other universe, you know, laterally, you know, how, how, you know, bad are the terms that they can't eventually work it out? Well, I, I, and I then think that, that continuity, that like, really, like, it bugged me because it's like, dude, like, you know, this is, you can't go here. They don't have, you don't have this, Deadpool. This isn't in your universe. Right, right. Well, I mean, I think... Stay in your playground. The, yeah, the X-Men continuity is totally crazy. It doesn't make any sense. They've got Logan coming out really soon, and they've already kind of said that it, it sort of exists in another yeah. reality in some, some way that, you know, it's not a direct sequel to Days of Future Past, as an example. Like, I, so maybe they are slowly starting to turn the wheels to try to fit it into the Marvel universe. I I don't know. I don't see well, how Well, like would, I think through I think the time so through the timelines they could do it. I don't think they'll do it through the timelines. I think it's going to come after, you know, I think it could come like it could come soon because Marvel needs to think about what it's going to do next. Sure they right. can have, you know, all the, you know, threequels, you know, you could have Doctor Strange 3, you could have Ant-Man 3, you could yeah. have Guardians of the Galaxy three, um, right. but at a certain point, uh, you you need new <laughs> characters. And like, are they going to make a Howard the Duck? Are they going to make, you know, an Adam Warlock movie? Are they going to make a Nova movie? Like, there's so many things that could happen. Um, yeah, but, but the, will they make a, a Captain Marvel two? Yeah, you know, what? I mean, it's it is kind of surprising that X Men Apocalypse came out in May. We haven't really heard what's next other than Logan, right? There's been rumblings of the New Mutants, and there, there are a couple. They're, they're clearly going into TV. They've got Legion coming out next month. They've got uh, another show that was just given a pilot order like two days ago. Could so, it also make? Could could this also happen? Where like, what if like, you know, after 2020, mm-hmm. they've made so many other offshoots of the timeline of the X-Men, that they just say, screw it. And the X-Men just cross over in their, like, classic, you know, eight, uh, what, um, you know, 80s... 80s uniforms, 80s uniforms like, color. like yeah. And they just, like, show up. Like, they could they could do that. Like, why can't yeah. they... If they're already putting helicarriers in Deadpool just to fuck with me... Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like why, why can't they just do this? Because... Uh, it, to me, it just feels like silly because, the, like, I guess like the thing about the X Men existing in Marvel continuity as it exists right now is like it would have to be kind of new. Like it would have to be after some kind of an event, right? You know, We're not gonna get uh, uh, Patrick Stewart or right Jackman or any of those people coming in and just be like, oh yeah, all that is right. It would have to be a for some reason, mutants are becoming a thing. It would have to be like yeah, it would have to be yeah, a, a change. I think I think Infinity War is that perfect cog point where they could really change everything, mm-hmm. and this could be that announcement. I don't know. Um, I don't think I don't think it's that, but 
you know, it's always fun to it's always fun to hope because, you know, the X Men. You know, it's it's sad that they're all just over there all together. Yeah, they're clearly running out of gas. They have they're they're running out of things to do. Apocalypse was kind of a bummer of a movie. Like, why didn't Magneto really get to, you know, unleash his Magnetoness? Yeah, I don't at the, know. At the end, like that, yeah. th- that felt like a wasted opportunity. It, it was. It was kind of a bummer. I agree, and I, I, you know, it could be a sign. It could be they are trying to reconfigure what they're doing. They're seeing, hey, we've. Uh, Sony made the deal with Spider-Man, and he was a huge hit in Civil War. And now he's got a movie coming up that looks really good. Um, maybe this is the next step for them, and that doesn't mean that they can't make money off of it. They just might trust Marvel Studios more with the vision. Okay, so. man. Well, thanks, man. We'll it's see. been fun. Talk- we'll it's been out. fun talking to you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm looking forward to our our next chat, and we'll have a. Uh, couple of other news items i'm sure to to talk about we've got some great movies coming up this year um can't wait to to see those obviously we'll 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 try to recap them as the best of our abilities and uh if we're still alive next week and we can you know uh you know trump hasn't blown us all up i'd I'd love to talk about that i'm also hoping that i'm gonna get the pre-order of the new delicate steve vinyl before we talk again because i am i am anxiously awaiting to uh First of all, listen to this record, but also to, you know, dig it, dig it, and pass it around because this guy is the man. That sounds great, man. <laughs> all right, dude. Uh, take care. Thank you for all for listening. Um, again, if you'd uh, like to, you know, get in touch with us, you could check out our website, which is uh, longlostheroes.net. You can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. You can tweet at us at LLH Podcast. Signing off, this is AJ and Frank. Have a great night, everybody. Take care.